0: Episode 160 with Padma Gordon, the spiritual teacher and relationship expert. A fantastic conversation. A lot of value to provide here. And uh, again, it's about that self-help, mental health, uh, loving yourself, mindful awareness, leading to awakening. We uh, uncover all of it and unpack all of it here in this episode. If you haven't yet, everybody, please subscribe. Join the podcast We keep growing. You might be sick of me saying it, but I'm going to keep saying it because the the numbers don't lie. And uh, again, I believe it's because of the word of mouth uh, of the listenership and uh, value that's being provided by each episode. Um, And uh, we continue to see the downloads coming in. So uh, really appreciate all you guys. Subscribe, like, comment, rate, review. Uh, We appreciate all of it. And with that said, everybody, as promised, a very insightful episode with the spiritual guide, mindfulness counselor, and author, Padma Gordon.
1: The Optimal Life
0: So, spiritual guide. What exactly is a spiritual guide?
1: Well, my function as a spiritual guide or transformational guide is to assist people in connecting to themselves at the deepest level. So basically guiding you back to your essence.
0: And how do you get there?
1: That is a good question. Well, you turn your attention inside. You turn toward yourself. And it's not like you just, you know, there's just you hit the pot, the jackpot immediately. You have to feel. You go back the way you came And so you encounter yourself. You encounter the places where you're judging yourself and you think you should be more of this and less of that. And you shoulda, coulda, woulda. You encounter all that stuff. And then you keep, and then you feel it. You feel sort of the pain of that, the frustration of that. You feel all your feelings around it. You stay with it, not indulging, not making a whole, not spinning webs or stories about it, but simply experiencing it and then you come to something that is untouched by all of the waves on the surface and that is your nature
0: Mm-hmm. so somebody goes through a, a difficult breakup in a relationship
1: mm-hmm. whether
0: it's a marriage uh, a, just a boyfriend-girlfriend engagement gets called off and they're with somebody for a long time I'm just picking a random example so Taking that example, if they were to come to you based upon what you just talked about, how, what type, what, what are the steps and how do you guide them toward that feeling of peace and happiness? Mm, that's
1: an excellent question and a great example, Nate. Well, first of all, we would unpack sort of like what went sideways or where did they miss... Um, certain signals or maybe red flags. Because generally, when we go through a breakup, we, there are signals that something is, is off, that something's not quite right for us and for the other person. Um, even though I will say that generally, one person is farther along in the process of um, letting go of the other person. So someone usually gets caught off guard. At least a little bit right best case scenario it's very mutual and you're talking about it and you're you're communicating about your feelings and and if you actually do communicate about your feelings I'm going this is a long way around to your um, answer to your question you'll see well are we really still aligned or and now we're just bumping into stuff. Because if you clean up your mess as you go along, it's kind of like opening your mail every day. If you open your mail every day, you don't have a big stack of mail. And you just recycle the things that get recycled or, you know, handle the things that need handling. Um, Even though most everything's digital now, still we do get mail. Mm -hmm. So it's like that. You deal with what shows up along the way as it arises. And then you keep the space clean and clear and then you know if you're really still on the same path so if you somehow don't do this or you just get to a point where you know what it's done we've walked as far as we're going to walk together which may happen after your kids are big or it just may happen because you've grown apart or one person has some big issue that they are unwilling to uh, deal with so what would I do I would um, invite you, the person who comes to me, to again, to really be with their feelings and not get lost in the um, stories of who's right and who's wrong and getting caught in any patterns of justification, but really look at, well, where did I not tell the truth to myself? And where am I telling the truth to myself now? and sort of going through what we call the nesting of emotions or the layers that um, are in the way of us, really. Because if if you're living in alignment with yourself, you're connected to your heart. You're feeling that essential nature, that peace inside, and you're letting that lead. And that often will, you know, help us to see that a relationship that we really we like, that's really convenient, that's really, you know, comfortable, maybe it's no longer aligned. So let me And just, that that will happen in, in a in a kind of relationship counseling context. Let me just ask see you see that you're not aligned. Sorry,
0: go yeah, ahead. Yeah, no, it's okay. Let me just ask you there, and, and I want to take this step by step because this is really powerful stuff that you do. Um, so true. somebody comes to you in in this example and they're okay. thrown off guard. You have them start with this. You have them start with this area of taking a look back at where it might have started to go awry. And I uh-huh. am- imagine the reason you're doing this, and you could elaborate, please, is is because it at least helps to, the person to start saying, "Okay, maybe things weren't as great or as fantasy-like as I may had anticipated," and that allows them to start having a clearer picture of their uh, situation. I mean, why do you start here? What's the reason?
1: Well, that's that's such a good question. Because when you start here, when you see where you, um, you moved away from yourself, sometimes it's called self-betrayal. I'm telling myself a story I'm justifying, I'm rationalizing. Well, it's not that bad because... Or it's really okay because... And these are ways that you step away from being in the fullest integrity with yourself. And you wanna be first and foremost, in integrity with yourself, in integrity with your heart. And so when you know how you have walked away from your heart, let's just say, then you, real, you recognize that, then that becomes um, kind of the lights go on, that circuit in your brain Goes on, and you see, oh, this is how I do it. I mean, for instance, um, let me give an example. Like, you could be in a relationship with someone, and you you tell yourself it's the greatest relationship in the world, and yet you have to modify so many elements of yourself to be with them. It's almost like you were a contortionist you were twisting yourself up into a pretzel. Right. And yet you're telling yourself, "Oh, it's it's such a great relationship. It's so it's so nice. It's I'm really I'm really happy here even though I'm I can't really be myself. I can't relax. I'm sort of slightly holding my breath all the time. You know, things like that." So you want to be aware, "Oh, this is how I do it." so you don't do it again so you can choose to be in a relationship first and foremost with yourself and i wrote a book about this it's called being together practical wisdom for loving yourself and your partner and you notice that i put yourself first because you have to put this relationship with yourself at the deepest level first because you this is how you're navigating the relationship with someone else is how you treat yourself is how you're going to treat someone else. So you want to really tend to that relationship inside.
0: Yeah, that makes so much sense. Everything I've I studied and believe, and my own personal experiences, that aligns perfectly with that. But back to the th- the thing with you're starting here because it, like you said, the light goes on. It lets you, it paints a clearer picture, and it allows you to then. Uh, maybe accept the reality of the situation so that you can begin improving yourself, healing and realizing okay, I, I was covering up a lot of things uh, that I thought was great and I was comfortable and cozy. Oh, maybe this relationship wasn't as uh, awesome as I thought it was and it allows that person to maybe start seeing their their partner's point of view as well. Does that happen?
1: Absolutely. I mean, once you you kind of turn the lights on, you know, you're going to see all of the dust bunnies in the corners, mm-hmm. yours and your partner's. So then you can see. All right. Well, now we really are. The lights are on. We can see what's happening here. What do we want to do about it? And are we both on board? Because in the best case scenario, and really the vision I have for. Relationship, and I'm talking about a monogamous monogamous relationship. When you're in a couple with someone, one other person, you know, it's an evolutionary container. It helps you to grow. It supports you to blossom into the best version of yourself. Now, I'll back up a little and say, or a lot and say, who we are in relationship. Where do we learn about that? Well, we learned about it in our family of origin and we learned about it way way back and this brings us into sort of the realm of attachment theory psychological attachment theory and you know it's is what we learned from our parents about what it means to love and be loved and whether it was safe how safe it was to be loved this is how we end up showing up in a relationship And so these patterns go way, way back. And when I work with people, you know, I was just working with someone the other day and she was saying, yeah, you know, it's really hard for me to um, bring things up because I wasn't allowed to have a voice in my house. My parents didn't listen, Mm. which I think, you know, is common for certain generations. Yep that you know you weren't children were seen and not heard and it's it's rare and I think maybe now the kids that are growing up I mean I have a teenage daughter and I listen to her I ask her what she's feeling I hear her point of view I take responsibility when I say something she says well mom that doesn't sound quite right or sounds like you're really taking it personally (laughs) and then (laughs) I say you're right yeah you know so this this creates a very different um internal imprint because really, you you develop your um, inner compass that guides you through your life. You develop it very early on.
0: Yeah, that intuition always knows the right answer, even though we so often want to avoid the intuition, avoid the gut feeling. Uh, but we typically have that answer somewhere buried deep inside. Which I assume you help people pull pull that out of them. But when that woman says to you, "Hey, I wasn't I wasn't allowed to have a voice growing up." I mean, what type of advice do you give her to help her overcome this?
1: Um, Well, we we start looking at um, what what it would take, you know, what's in the way of her having a voice now. Because now it's safe to have a voice. She's an adult woman in a relationship and it's actually safe. Mm -hmm. So we start looking at you know, what would it take? What's in the way? Because if you look at what's in the way, then you recognize, okay, this is what's in the way. And I know that when I'm about to um, stifle myself or smother my voice, my chest gets tight and maybe I shrink, I make myself smaller. So I also work with people to notice the physical or the somatic um, kind of palette of what's happening. I get these sensations in my body and that tells me I'm about, or a very common one is I'm, I'm gonna swallow. I'm swallowing, I'm actually swallowing my words, right? And so as soon as I realize I'm doing that, I can stop and I can feel the emotion, which very often is fear. And I can just let myself feel the fear. And then maybe there's a little bit of room. I'm breathing. I'm feeling, I'm just taking a moment. This isn't a huge, long, drawn out process. I'm just being with myself. And also, every time you turn toward yourself and you're with yourself, you maybe put your hand on your heart or you put it on your stomach, and you just let yourself know that you're here, something can relax. And then you can actually bring more of yourself. So, with her, she's learning to bring more of herself. To the table in her relationship by comforting herself by tending to herself and most of us have these places inside that need some tending I would venture even to say all I'm yeah, yeah. conscious of making generalizations awesome. that include everyone because it's possible that somebody is, doesn't have any of those places yeah, and unlikely
0: it's almost like we're so conditioned to behave a certain way that this woman or whoever else is out there so many of us like you said you have to almost start training yourself, like, uh uh don't do what you've always done. You have to be yes. super conscious, right? Like, don't swallow those words. I'm about to swallow. Uh, oh, wait a second. I need to do something different. And it's probably one little tiny piece at a time. Like you said, it's not one huge change overnight. But I imagine Ex- that exactly. those those types of little things will build on each other.
1: That is exactly correct. And you laid it out so well. It's one incremental step at a time and what you're described and what it's called and you know you broke it down this is mindful awareness oh i'm aware i'm mindful i'm conscious of what's going on and my and it, and sometimes it can go so fast because it's it's a conditioned response pattern so we slow it down and we see oh i'm doing that it's like reaching for you know another piece of chocolate when actually one piece was fine. You know, it's like reaching for the next thing and then realizing, oh, you know, just checking in with yourself. Is that true for me to have another piece of chocolate, to have another whatever it is? And then you can say either yes or no. But the difference is it becomes a conscious decision versus just a rolling habit pattern that's being run by subconscious programming. Is so my, it's bringing yourself to consciousness that then invites us all to have the the fullest life, the most amazing life we can have.
0: Is mindful awareness the same as awakening? And if not, what what's the difference?
1: Well, I would say that's such a, a good and very nuanced question. I mean, I would say for me, mindful awareness is... Um, is necessary for awakening I mean basically awakening is being mindfully aware in each moment and then having your life be a series of sustained mindful moments that are arising one at a time because really there's only one moment at a time and here we are Interesting. and when we bring our full awareness then we actually realize oh here I am I here I am in this moment but most of us like we get going we get rolling we're taking care of a zillion tasks and then the mindful awareness sort of slips away now if one thing you can do is you can meditate each day you can meditate every morning that's really my top assignment for everyone that I work with and really all of us in the world who are meditating even just a few minutes a day Makes a huge difference because then you're setting the tone, you're making space to um, practice mindful awareness.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. So, the mindful awareness is the micro, and the awakening is the macro, from what it sounds.
1: Yeah, in a sense, right? Awakening is the journey. Yeah. And then you, and the journey is unfolding one instant at a time. So, when internally, you make a commitment and you say, you know, this is what my life is about. This is what my life is about. And then eventually, right, this is what my relationship is about. I mean, in, in my partnership, um, you know, we we keep each other, we support each other and we also keep each other on our toes. And it's it's even something so simple as, I said I was gonna do this, for instance, some one of us said, Oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm going to clean up the dishes. Then I got carried away with my work, and I didn't do the dishes. And in our house, we we do the dishes after dinner. We don't wake up to a sink full of dirty dishes. Just our our practice, and you know sometimes that slips, and that's okay, and that's okay if you say, oh, oh, you know what. I just didn't get to it. I'm sorry. Or if you know that the other person's going to be up first, you leave a note and you communicate, you take responsibility. It's not that there are hard and fast rules and everything is just so rigid because rigidity is, uh, I feel like, actually in uh, contradiction to awakening, even though you need to be disciplined to be awake. So there's, there's a both and going on. But the point is that there's an awareness. There's we don't just blow stuff off. You don't just say you're going to do something and not do it and not communicate about it. If you don't do it, you say, "Oh wow, I can get to that." I'm sorry, you know. I'll do. I'll do. Yeah, I'll do extra dishes today.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. You no. Know? Well, so back to the the relationship example where we started. So uh, the person is able to say, "Okay." I'm playing with all the, the facts now we're not we're not in a fantasy land anymore I'm seeing the picture clearly I'm even able to see it from my partner's vantage point to a a certain extent or as much as I can what's next what's next to that allow them to get to that feeling that you talked about the mindful awareness the awakening what, what are the what's the next step
1: well, I think once you once you've popped the fantasy bubble, which actually <laughs> is a good thing, ultimately, right? Because we're living in these projected fantasy bubbles. We're living in these trances until we're not, and there are so many kind of layers of trance that we get to awaken from. So this is the the process. Um, so what would I do? I mean, you know, if I'm if I'm really working with someone. If, it's, if, if they're if they going through a breakup or if they've gone through a breakup. I mean, you have to really... Because sometimes when I work with couples, they end up separating. Because what I'm most committed to and what I support Belen is doing what is the most true. What is true on the deepest level? What is going to really support you both in being happy? And what I know will not support happiness is self-betrayal. So we we look at, okay, how, how do I do it? And we become awake to that pattern. And then we keep going in and we find that place inside our hearts that is actually untouched, that is untainted. and along, and, and then we rest there and we trust. I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit general, but really, like you know, you've had these moments where you just feel your heart is so full and it doesn't need anything, and it's not because of someone. It's maybe because you're just sitting outside and it's a gorgeous day, and you're looking at the sky, and the sky is clear blue, or you're you know you come upon a rose bush that is just in complete ex- exceptional bloom, mm. and your heart just bursts open so it's living with that open-hearted fullness that is not dependent on anything it just is receiving so learning to live in this way where you can receive life and where you feel deserving of this receiving and in contact with love and then, you, you know, you're going to go through all the places where you're wanting to beat yourself up and I should have seen it coming and, you know, and then you have anger at the person, the other person, and you let yourself experience that. But really experiencing it in its essence. So I don't usually stay on um, the level of the story for very long. I mean, there is a certain amount Of storytelling that we need to do we just need to be heard right and then we need to feel
0: and as painful as it is when you say we need to feel is that feeling for a minute a day a month a year what is it
1: well it really depends on you i mean it could be any of the above and um if you are willing If you have willingness, I I say that willingness is an evolutionary lubricant. It just makes it flow and go so quickly. Mm. If you're resistant, if you're hiding, if you're wrestling with it, no, I don't want to go there, it's too much, Mm. that's okay. It's just going to take longer.
0: Willingness is an evolutionary lubricant. Uh, That's one of my favorite sayings of all time, and I've never heard it until now.
1: Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, it just came one day. Wow. It came through the, the crafting of my book.
0: That These is, things
1: come out. That's, you
0: know, that's brilliant. So you, you, what you're saying is you need to feel. You need to just be. You need to be in the moment and whatever that is. Can you, can you fully move on and be this best version of yourself? I don't like using that term because it's so generic and that's all you hear, be the best you. But can mm-hmm. you ever truly, fully move on to be a willing and able and optimal partner to somebody if you don't allow yourself to heal fully from a prior experience?
1: I don't think so. I think that's a, that's a trick question in a way. I mean, because you really, you need to, to do your work. If you do your work, I really am a firm believer that anyone can be a really great partner to somebody even if you're wounded, even if you've had really hard stuff happen in your life, if you're willing and you get some help and you do your own inner work, because if you do your inner work, you will choose someone who will be loving and kind and who is essentially good. Otherwise, you're gonna keep picking that same person that is you know, that you're going to say to your friends, "Gosh, I keep picking the same person <laughs> over and over, and this I go through this same thing and they won't commit, or whatever the story is. So when you're willing to do your own work, which is hard, I'm not saying this is easy. And if you get some assistance from a counselor, a therapist, a guide, you can you can do it. You can do this healing. And that's, I mean, it's the kind of work that I do with individuals and with couples. But I think that also, because you'll be able to, and you'll just see, oh, this is a healthy person. Mm -hmm. This is a person who is not living, uh, who is no longer, for the most part, trapped by their own dysfunction. Because we're all trapped. (laughs) We all get hooked into our own dysfunctions. But the the idea or in the practice of mindful awareness or awakening we notice when we're falling into these dysfunctional patterns and we catch ourselves it's like it's like um, you know a little kid who's running into the street you might have to grab them by their shirt and say hey come back here you know so you grab yourself and you say hey come back come back you don't have to do that again. You don't have to pick the person who's gonna be critical or you know, whatever the, the pattern would be that would be unhealthy for you.
0: Yeah. You don't you, have you, to
1: keep picking that person. And you will keep picking that person because it'll feel like home. It'll feel like a hand and glove.
0: Yeah, you got a little and bit that, muffled there. I don't know, Padma, if the phone's in a different spot, but um, but I understand what you're saying.
1: Oh, sorry. Can that, you hear me now?
0: Yeah, that sounds perfect. Okay, great. Um, but that makes so much sense. It's like the everyone always goes oh, there. She goes again. She's she's uh, with a different guy, but same situation, broken. Or why does this person always feel like they need to be with somebody who's got <laughs> who needs help being saved from themselves? And it's exactly it's, you see this stuff all the time. Um, yes. It's amazing how we live in constant loops in our lives. From it's it's crazy, it's crazy. Whether it it's, is, it's loops. You're
1: right. That's I right. mean, the it, definition it, of insanity. It's, it's doing it the is. same thing and thinking you're gonna get a different result.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and, and you will unless you choose to tell the truth to yourself and to decide. You know what? I'm I'm gonna wake up to this. I don't want to keep doing this. You have to get really tired of it, though. <laughs> you have to just get so sick and tired of it that you say, you know what. I, I got to do something different. When you I want to make a different choice. Yeah. I want to yeah. have a healthy relationship with myself first and foremost, and then with someone else.
0: Yes. Yes. That's perfect. So, when you work with these couples, and you do work with many of them, what's, mm-hmm. give us a couple, maybe one or two of the biggest challenges that you typically see that these people are trying to overcome.
1: Oh gosh, it can. You know, I think it, the the specifics are are not as important as like basically just falling into the idea of I need you to be different so I can be happy. Mm. You're right, that's one of the traps. Well, if you would only do this, then we we would have a great relationship i would be happy and so and that's true to an extent i mean you know couples where one person is really messy and the other person's really neat and tidy the messy person probably is going to need to learn some new habits you know modify to an extent and the really tidy person is going to learn that, it, that if they want to live with that person they're going to need to you know wipe the counters because that person say will never really wipe the counters even though they're doing their best. So the idea that someone needs to be different for you to be happy is one of the traps that I see.
0: Because you Um, believe that that's a fallacy.
1: That is a fallacy, most definitely. Because? And because you are responsible for your own happiness. There you go, okay. You are responsible for your own happiness. And that said... In what I would call a great relationship, you prioritize each other's happiness, which yeah, it, means right. you consider the other person when you're making like, choices.
0: And isn't relationship it's, about give and take as well? I mean, it's the, yeah. it's the 80-20 rule. It's not going to be perfect from the other side.
1: That's right it's not going to be perfect from the other side and i even have have a ninety ten rule which and this is we haven't touched upon this but one of the things you can do to have a great relationship probably the most important thing when once you're really committed to living in integrity with yourself and being authentic with yourself which doesn't by the way mean you say every single thing that pops into your head you know oh i just have to be myself means i blurt out every <laughs> every passing thought no it's doesn't mean that Uh, but the 90-10 rule and what I'm pointing to is uh, appreciation 90% of the time just be kind and appreciative and and acknowledging of what your partner is doing of how they are showing up and how can you do this with them because you're doing this with yourself saying great job got up got up early did my meditation or my prayers and you know made a smoothie or how you know took a walk whatever it is that you do to create um, sustainable health inside yourself and just really 90% of the time and then 10% of the time you can say to them hey honey I'm wondering if you would be willing to make X, Y, Z adjustment or shift. But 90% of the time, you're just really feeding. I mean, think about it, right? With kids, if you have kids or you've raised kids, you're very, the kid. how does the kid learn that they're loved? And, you know, because you say you appreciate them. Oh, you know, thank you for doing this. Oh, like my daughter was in a dance competition yesterday. And I really just told her how proud of her I was over and over and over because, of course, you know, teenage kids are going to be self-critical. And so just pointing to the places where we're appreciative, we're proud, where we give this encouragement in a, in a way that is authentic and true and really coming out from from our hearts. Yes, and the love we have for this person, be it a child or a partner.
0: Yes,, no, that's perfect. perfectly said. it's that positive reinforcement that yes. especially as children, children need that. They need that. they don't need the I was silenced my entire childhood. That's gonna do detriment to them into their adulthood. That's why you have these people. That's why you have so many clients. It's a part of the reason. <laughs> the, the children now they need to be programmed in the positive way. And like you said, authentic. And it has to be true and not sugar-coated. And they need to be, you know, it's okay to lose. It's okay to fail because that makes you better next time. But the positive mm-hmm. reinforcement is very critical.
1: Mm-hmm. Padma Gordon. Yeah, and we need that. I mean, we need that also as adults. Yes, Because, we do. right, a lot of people didn't, a lot of us didn't get enough of that as kids. So then when we're in a healthy relationship, we're really cheering each other on. It's, it's an uplifting context rather than, uh, you know, nagging at each other kind of party, which is just going to drag everyone down.
0: Absolutely. So you really
1: want to, you know, hold each other and lift each other up. Nine percent of the time, just thank thank them. Thank them for being. Thank them for having the inspiration to stop and, you know, pick up some delicious food and make dinner thank them you know thank them for for being thank them for how they interact with the world you know cheer them on and Absolutely. that comes because you're you have space inside because you're cheering yourself on
0: uh, and I'm thanking you for sharing this incredible insight today uh, Padma Gordon author of Being Together Practical Wisdom for Loving Yourself and Your Partner uh, PadmaGordon.com we'll link it up in the show notes and uh, it's been great to connect with you. I think we can probably do this again and, and veer off into various different spiritual areas and uh, really appreciate you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It was just wonderful to talk to you today, Nate, and to share with with your audience. And, um, yeah, I just want to say I'd really love to hear from anyone. And you'll, you'll get my email, Padma at podmagordon.com, and just reach out to me and I'd love to send you um, my top three tips for relationships so if you reach out to me you can you can get that and I I just want to also say if it's all right that my audiobook is now out and I read it so if you want to listen to my book it's on audible it's you can get it through Barnes and Noble and, and yeah so please check that out and I would really love to hear from you and i would love to come back on the show sometime if you want to have me because it's been so so rich and and fun
0: absolutely we will definitely do that stay in touch and uh, appreciate everything
1: okay thank you so much